let's get into tonight's message. We're on episode three. I like to call them episodes because this is like considered a series is what we call them. So we're on episode three of our topic, Hard in the Paint. And uh, just to give us a quick recap of what we've been talking about this month, we've been talking about really just going hard for the Lord in everything we do, right? Approaching life with boldness and confidence, no matter what it is, okay? So whether it's in school, worship team, whether it's in the classroom, maybe it's on the, the tennis court, the baseball field, the basketball court, football field, whatever thing you are doing, whatever it is that you do in life, okay? I want to challenge you and encourage you. Do it with boldness and confidence, but not in yourself, but boldness and confidence because God has given you the ability and, and the opportunity in front of you, okay? And so we've been talking about going hard in the paint. We get this from basketball. As I said, I'm a basketball person, right? And so in basketball, there's this thing called a lane. You've heard me describe this every single week, right in front of the basketball goal. And um, in the lane, it's like the hardest area. It's like the, we call it the blood and guts area. We call it the paint because you got giants in the paint who are out to hurt you, block your shot, all that kind of stuff, right? And so if you, when you come into the paint, you better come hard because if not, you're going to get your ball swatted. You're going to get knocked out. You're going to get an elbow to the face. I've actually had teammates who, when they would go into the paint to lay the ball up to score, they would get hit by a big guy, and they would be bleeding out their mouths. I've had friends, old teammates, who actually lost a tooth in their mouth because it's so vicious in the paint. So when you come into the paint, you got to come hard. And we've been talking about how, listen, in life, there's obstacles you will face and things that you'll battle in life, adversity, right? But no matter what, always go hard. Always approach those things with boldness and confidence in God. Why? Because he is with you every single step of the way. In week one, episode one, we talked about Paul and Silas. Remember, they were in prison, but regardless of their situation, they still went hard for Jesus and sang songs and worshiped God and prayed so loud the whole prison could hear them, okay? Regardless of their situation, they were still going hard in the paint for Jesus, okay? And then last week, we talked about one of my favorite people in the Bible, aside from Jesus, Joseph. All right, Joseph is one of my favorite people to read about and learn about and learn different lessons about in the Bible. And we learned, remember, we talked about it in our Connect Group on Sunday, all the different things that he encountered. He had a God-given dream at 17 years old that one day his, bro that his brothers and his dad were going to bow down to him. He was going to be like a leader one day. Well, his brothers didn't like that, so what happened? They sold him into slavery, and of course he endured all these different things along the way, right? But... What we talked about was everywhere Joseph ended up, the Bible says that the Lord was with him and gave him favor in all situations. Why? Because Joseph, no matter what situation he found himself in, he was still going hard for Jesus, right? Even he was sold into slavery, he was still giving God glory in everything he did. When he was in prison, he gave God glory and served well with everything he did. So that's what we've been talking about this month. Because you know what? Here's the truth. Life has a way of just smacking us around sometimes. We encounter obstacles and all kinds of situations. And the truth is, what we want to know is, what is your response in those situations? And I want to encourage you guys. Hey, listen, when things like that happen, approach it with boldness, approach it with confidence, because you've got people that you can look at in the scripture and say, you know what? They went through some pretty dark times, but they trusted God every single step of the way. And so you know what? I'm going to do the same thing too. And that's what I want for y'all, okay? That's what I want for y'all, okay? Tonight, we're going to talk about someone that I know 
you've heard of before. All right? I know you've heard of them before. But we're going to talk about them in a way that probably you've never heard about them before, okay? What I'm talking about is David. Now, when I say David, I know what you're thinking. David killed Goliath? That's the same guy. But we, I don't want to talk about that specific part of his story. Because before David killed Goliath, all right, he was doing something very, very special before he got to that point. Okay, and that's what I want to talk about tonight, okay? To encourage us, to sharpen us, to challenge us, to always give God our best and go hard for him no matter what, okay? But before we get there, let's pray, all right? God, I thank you so much, Lord, for all these young people who are here tonight, God. And Lord, for those who aren't here, I pray that you keep them safe wherever they are, Father God. And Lord, tonight, again, as we were praying earlier, Lord, I am believing for an awakening, Father God. You said that to me during prayer today, Lord. You said awaken. And Lord, I'm speaking an awakening in our young people, in our church. Lord, just an awakening to hear your voice, to hear your word, Lord, and just, just awaken us, Father God, for that. And so I thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here with us. And Jesus, we thank you so much for giving your life on the cross for us. In your name we pray, amen. I hate chores. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> amen, right? Does anybody else hate chores? Raise your hand if you hate chores. I hate chores. Like, I literally hate chores. As a teenager, I hated chores. I hated cleaning my room. I hated throwing the trash. I hated vacuuming the living room. I hated chores with a passion. People who love to do chores, people who love to do chores are kind of sick in the head in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'm just playing. Like, if you love to do chores, I'm just playing. But like, I hated doing chores as a teenager, right? I, there was 99 things that I could think of doing that were so much better than doing chores as a teenager, right? And that, I don't know if you got parents like I did, but did you have parents who, when it was like, you were already ready for bed and you're laying down and your mom and dad would be like, Carrie, can you please go throw the trash? I'm in bed already. Like you throw, that was me. I drove me nuts, but I hated chores. Seriously, I, I hated them with a the passion. Like I really, really did. I did not like chores at all. I despised them, right? I really, really did. You want to think about that's crazy about David, the, ship, the, the giant killer. David absolutely loved doing chores. <laughs> like he actually enjoyed waking up every day and doing his daily chores. See, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 through 13, in 13 verses, we are introduced to David for the very, very first time. Now, here's what's going on, just to kind of give you a background of why we're going to talk about David. See, the thing is, Samuel is a prophet to the people, okay, to the people of Israel, God's people. Remember we talked about how Israel was delivered from Egypt, okay? They've come up to this point now to where they've told God, we, don't, we, don't, we want a king and be like everybody else. So God's like, fine, y'all want a king? I'll give you a king. And God gives them a king by the name of Saul. Now Saul, in the beginning of his, of his leadership, he started off on the right foot, giving God glory, doing things right. If, all, if we're being honest, Saul went hard in the paint for God in the very beginning of his leadership when he was king. But then Saul started to disobey God. God would tell him to do things 
and Saul would not obey what God said. And it got to the point where God basically said, I am done with Saul. I am going to rip the kingdom from him, and I'm going to put a new king in Saul's place. So God tells Samuel that. And so basically what happens is Samuel, now God has told him, hey, I'm going to move, remove Saul. So Samuel is heartbroken because Samuel has invested into Saul. He's looked out for Saul. He's the one that God sent to appoint Saul as the king. And so he's heartbroken, and God tells Samuel, hey, listen, how long are you going to mourn and be sorrowful over Saul? I have removed him. He is no longer going to be the king for my people. I have chosen someone else. Now, Samuel, go to Bethlehem. Now, as we all know, that's where Jesus was born, right? So Samuel goes to Bethlehem, right? And when Samuel shows up, he meets this guy by the name of Jesse, okay? He meets this guy by the name of Jesse. And Jesse has got an army, like a stable full of good-looking sons, okay? He's got a whole bunch of good-looking sons in his family, all right? And so Samuel comes up, and he's like, let me see your sons. Because God has told Samuel, the, the one that's going to be the next king is going to come from this home, okay? So Samuel shows up, and Jesse, show me your son. And the first son shows up, and he's like tall. He's built like Josiah, right? He's a handsome young man. He's just gorgeous to look at. And he looks just the part. Like he looks like that's going to be the king. And Samuel even says, this has got to be the person that God's brought me here for. And God says, nope, not him. And sends him packing, right? And so the next kid comes up. The next boy comes up and Samuel's looking at him, and God says, nope, I have refused him as well. Jesse goes through all seven of his boys, and not one of them, God says, is the one that I have chosen. Now, of course, Samuel's here, and he's like, but God, you said it was going to be from this home. And God said, yes, it is going to be from this home. And so Samuel's like, well, I've met all the boys, and Samuel looks at Jesse, he's like, hey, Jesse, these are all the boys you got? <laughs> and Jesse's like, well, I mean, I got another one. I got the baby. I got the run of the litter, basically. But, like, he's out in the fields, like, watching the sheep and the goats. Like, he's way out there, like, I don't think you want to see him. And Samuel's like, no, 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 we're not going to eat or do anything until I see all the kids. And so Jesse says for David to come. And here comes David, little teenager. He was a young kid at this time, 13, 14 years old maybe. So don't despise that you can't do something big for God, okay? That God doesn't see you at your age. Here comes David from the field, and the Bible says that, that Samuel looks at him, and he's got red hair. He's bright because he's been out in the sun all day watching sheep and goats and taking care of them, all that kind of stuff. And, and he looks at him. He says he's got beautiful eyes and everything. And then God speaks to Samuel, this is the one, anoint him. And right there in front of his brothers and his dad, Samuel anoints David to be the next king of Israel. I love that. At 13, 14 years old, David is anointed and appointed to be the next king of God's people. But I sit back and I, and I read that story and I find myself going, what exactly did David do, to be honest with you? What exactly did David do to deserve this? 
type of thing, right? What exactly did David do to earn this, right? What exactly did David do? And here's one, something that God spoke to me, honestly, today. This is so powerful. Pay attention. This is so powerful. Here's the thing. David was never trying to be a king. He was just trying to be the best shepherd boy he could possibly be. David was never seeking to be a king. David wasn't trying to impress anybody to be king. As a matter of fact, when Samuel showed up, David didn't even know he was there, so he couldn't try to impress Samuel to try to be king. Samuel didn't know who David was. David didn't know who Samuel, Samuel was there. David wasn't even trying to be a king. He was just trying to be the best shepherd boy he possibly could be, right? That's all he was trying to do. Here's what I love about David, because every single day of his life, he would wake up and he absolutely loved going out every day to that field and watching those sheep and goats. He absolutely loved those sheep and he loved those goats so much that he defended them with his life. If you continue to read David's story, he goes on to tell King Saul, he says, listen, I used to fight off lions and bears. The Bible actually says that lions would grab the lambs in their mouth, right? And they would run off with them. And David would chase the lions down and basically get the sheep back and bring them back to the, back to the pasture. When bears would come and take goats and lambs and sheep, David would chase bears down, okay? Listen, he's a kid. 13, 14 years old, right? He's fearless. But here's what I love even most about David. He's a young man of character. He's the same person when nobody's watching. Because one thing you'll, that I love about David is that David was a worshiper at heart. In those fields, not only did he look after the sheep, lambs, and goats, but he would play his harp and sing songs to God and just worship God. David loved everything about his life. He loved his chores, and he loved doing all of that. In all honesty, David wasn't even trying to be king. He was just trying to be the, he just wanted to be the best shepherd he possibly could. Every single day David woke up, what was he doing? He was going hard. He was going hard to paint for God. Like, he, he understood, like, where I'm at today is because of God, and I'm going to thank God every single day I'm I get this wonderful privilege. He saw looking after sheep and goats as a privilege, right? Even when his, check this out, even when his dad never said, hey, good job out there today, even when his dad didn't acknowledge him and brought him before Samuel, he still went out every single day and did everything. I love this. The Bible says this in Psalms chapter 78, verses 70 and 20. I love this. The Bible says this. It says, he who is God, God chose David. See, David didn't choose to be king. God chose David to be king, right? God chose David, his servant, and took him from the flocks of sheep and brought him from caring for the sheep and their lambs to being the shepherd of Jacob and his people and Israel who belonged to him. So David was their shepherd with a heart that was right and led them with good hands and wisdom. I love that because here's the thing. What did David necessarily do? Man, he just showed up every single day and served his dad with excellence by being the best shepherd boy possible. 
And it was God who chose David, not the other way around. God chose David and he took David from his little shepherd boy spot and moved him to being the king over all of Israel. I love that. I love his story. Because here's the thing. I, I truly believe that God has something for all of us, right? I do. And I truly believe it's important for us to see this right here. Because here's the thing. Before David killed Goliath, before he was a king, before he killed oh, so many Philistines and all this sort of stuff, right? Wrote Psalms, all that. David was a faithful shepherd boy as a teenager. He showed up every day and gave it his best in the beginning. He was a young man of character. And God saw that and was like, this is the one that I want to lead my people in the future. And so I want to encourage you, listen, maybe nobody notices you, right? Maybe nobody sees all your effort, hard work, and your, your heart is genuine. Hey, I really do do this for God. Just keep doing it. Maybe no one sees you. It's okay. God sees you. In the same way he chose David, he chooses all of us, right? He chooses all of us. So go hard in the pain for Jesus, guys. I love that, man. I love his story because this is where it started. It wasn't David who chose to be king. He wasn't trying to be king. But God chose him and took him from this position to this position, okay? And on Sunday, we're in our connect group. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, okay? So I'd encourage you to be here for that, all right? So let's pray.